Hello, hello, trophy hunters, and welcome back to Trophy Talk Podcast. This is episode 34 of our bi-weekly show dedicated to all things trophy and achievement hunting. I'm one of your hosts, Colin Colhoven. Jesus Christ, it started early today, boys. Joined by the illustrious Daryl and the illustrious Eli. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. I like how you you were very inclusive with your in, with your intro. I tried to be. It's that That's time, right. you know. In twenty twenty one, we all we all need to be a bit more inclusive. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was kind of waiting for that. I was, you know, you said illustrious, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh man, he's gonna give Eli something else. <laughs> no, nope. so here we go. Yeah, down nope. the rabbit hole we go again. Yeah, I almost feel like it's become sort of like the the gimmick of the of the intro there it's like you guys got to get an adjective and to be quite honest i think illustrious just you know it's got so much history with the show at this point we have to keep mm-hmm. saying it yeah i'm surprised i actually got one this week uh, i must have done something special well we'll see how you do this time you know we'll see how you do this episode if you fact check me so too many, many times so i'm many getting rid of it <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly so how's stuff going today this beautiful saturday morning as we're recording how how are the boys Things are pretty good, man. Things yeah, are pretty good. Very nice. I hear you went to the movies recently in the, in yeah, the post-COVID man. world, I guess, or mid-COVID still. But yeah, how was that experience? It was great. You know, I had a really good time going to the movies. So everybody was excited about restaurants opening up and gyms opening up again. But personally, for me, I was really happy when the movie theaters were opening up again. So it was real fun to go there. I went with my wife and a few of her sisters uh, to watch A Quiet Place Part 2. And I, I had a really good time watching it, man. Like, kind of just the whole buildup of getting to the movie theaters was just a really cool trip. Like, driving there, like, parking in the parking lot, going to the theater, getting our tickets. Um, it was real cool to see, like, the staff again. Um, I was pretty sad because I didn't see any familiar faces so I'm kind of curious if a lot of the uh, staff had to like work different shifts because of like COVID protocols and stuff like that. But I did see one person that I recognized. So I was really happy to see her again. She's like the lady that gets her ticket, rips it. And she's like, oh, you know, you go this way or that way. So it was really great to see her. I don't really know her personally, but uh, it's good to see a familiar face. And the movie, man, the movie's really good. If you enjoy the first one, you'll definitely have a really good time with the second one for sure. What yeah. movie? Hell yeah. Why Place Part 2, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I, dude, sounds awesome. I've been really craving going back to the movies. And Stephanie just hit her, like, two weeks post-second vaccination, uh, probably a week and a half ago. But then she left to go to the East Coast this week, so she's been out of town. So at some point soon, we are going to go see something. I think maybe Black Widow will be the thing that will get us there. Um, Either that or, I mean, obviously, as the year goes on later, I want to go see Resident Evil. But I like that you brought up the whole just sort of ritual of, like, going to the movie theaters, right? Like, getting your tickets and parking and, like, going in to get concessions and all that kind of stuff. Because it's one of those things where you just take it for granted when you do it in the pre-COVID world. And then, like, having not done it now for over a year year and a half or something like that like you know it's it's like nostalgic almost in a way just kind of interesting yeah it was really weird to be able to experience that all over again um you know i was really excited like to have like a tub of popcorn like 
dude it was just like a, a really cool feeling to have like, like a popcorn like there with me to just munch on watching movies again it's funny because like a lot of the trailers they've shown were like from a year and a half ago oh so, yeah like, seeing it now <laughs> i'm like yeah I thought that movie was already out, and I have to remind myself like a lot of these were postponed because of COVID. So it's it's cool to see all those like trailers again. You know, seeing Top Gun Maverick for like the hundredth time, and I'm like, dude, I thought that movie was already out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like trailers for the original Terminator and shit. It's just all out of whack. Like, that's, yeah. that's pretty funny. Yeah, I'm, I guess that's I'm where I it. go ahead. That's Sorry. where I differ from you guys. Maybe that's why I don't like movies because I hate the movie theaters. Really? Yeah, it's just it's so expensive, and I, man, I don't know. I just you can't you can't get up to pee without missing some of the movie. Mm -hmm. I'd much rather be in my own house eating free food. <laughs> yeah, and I've, whenever uh, I want. Well, it's not free because you paid for it at some point. Let's clarify that. But I get I what mean, you're, I get your sense. Yeah, you got a point there. I mean, if, yeah. yeah. And I think your I stance. I do hate the fact. Go ahead. Uh, I, I do hate the fact that, you know, it is hard to pee. So I've kind of like come up with a different way to kind of solve that issue. So I sit in the very front and in the very front, there's a rail and I just hop over that rail if I ever need to go to the restroom. So I'm able to solve that problem instead of like kind of like shuffling past people who get like super pissed off like oh man you hit my leg like what do you think man these aisles are super close like yeah, yeah it's kind of hard relax. to relax <laughs> yeah what i don't yeah, like is it's so hard seat. it's crappy seats sometimes they're upgrading the seats though like so a lot of the things that i didn't like about movies or movie theaters with you eli they've started to like slowly change like not so much the price and stuff but the, the chairs are much more comfortable. A lot of the times you get ones that like recline now. They're further spaced apart, at least in like a lot of the Santa Rosa theaters. You know, there's more options as far as concessions. You can even get beer sometimes now. And, you know, yeah. different like not just like movie theater nachos and, you know, shit like that. It's still so crazy cool. expensive, though. It's definitely expensive. You have to treat it as a, you know, a night out. Like that's the activity is sort of like all of it. And in the end of the day, really, the company or the movie theater doesn't make any money on your ticket for the most part. It's all in the concessions. So if you expect that like facility to stay open and pay its staff and pay its electrical and pay its rent and whatever, whatever, it's like, yeah, you got to you got to pay. I mean, you can't just. But I, I get your point, you know, like I think your idea of being at home, eating the food you already have and that you want, like on your own schedule like maybe dimming the lights or what you know however like you have it set up at home that's most people's experience now with movies and i think that you're gonna have sort of a not a competing viewpoint but you're gonna have these two sort of streams working like at the same time where you do have things like disney plus now where you can pay the premium amount to watch the newly released movies right away at home on disney plus and then you're going to have some people that want to just go the other route, and which is, you know, to actually go to the movie theater and see it there. It just kind of depends. For me on, like, what the movie is, you know, if I'm going to see Fast, Fast and Furious 9, I'm not going to watch it at home on my TV because it's meant to be experienced on a huge, massive screen with, like, a massive sound system and stuff like that. So that's kind of where it, where it comes down for me. Hmm. Yeah. What's your go-to candy, though? If you're getting candy at the movies. Assuming price is no um, issue. 
I usually get like the sour stuff, like the sour strips. I usually like to eat that kind of candy because like usually like when you're crunching, it's pretty loud if you get crunchy candy. So I don't want to like disturb people with, you know, all the crunchiness in the theater. So I usually go with something that's like chewy or soft. Sure. Yeah, I go with the Sour Patch Kids as well. And then usually I, I get a Coke. So it's I'm just loading up on all the sugar. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, the popcorn kind of makes me sick. So I don't typically get movie theater popcorn. There's like so much like butter and shit on it. It's like I can't. But if you don't, if you're someone who who's listening to this and you go to the movie theater and you don't open your candy before the movie actually starts, like you're like, I'm going to wait to open it until it's middle of the movie. Fuck you, okay? Open it. You don't have to eat it right away, but open it so you're not making these crinkle crackles throughout the whole fucking movie afterwards trying to get it open in the dark. All right? It's a little PSA, yeah, public service announcement for you. That's funny how that seems to happen all the time. It's like the people will pick that moment, like right when the movie's about to start, to start opening like everything, like, you know, crumble up their hot dog foil or right. stuff like that. It's like all this noise, like, dude, like seriously? Yeah. They tell you silence is golden right before the movie starts. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty annoying and frustrating. And I usually, though, will have the problem because I like, all right, I'm going to be courteous. I get back. I get to my seat. You know, I got all my stuff. I'm going to open it. I'm just going to chill and wait, you know, watch the previews, whatever. And I will typically finish my candy like maybe five minutes into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then I'm like, damn it. Like, I wish I should have, mm-hmm. like, paced myself better so I would have this for longer. Yeah, I feel the same way, too. Like, when I'm eating popcorn, like, right before the movie starts, I'm, like, super crunching and, like, making loud noises. And then, like, as soon as the movie starts, I chew really softly, you know. I, I bring the decibels down a bit because I'm, pr- I'm kind of, like, a loud cruncher. So I have to adjust my eating habits when the movie starts. Mm, a loud cruncher, you say? Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm pretty. I'm pretty excited you got to go. I'm. I'm excited to check out that movie at some point. I don't know if I'm gonna go see Quiet Place Two in theaters or not. I don't think Stephanie has seen the first one, so we need to watch that first. But uh, I will be going at some point soon, and I can report back on my experience as well. Sounds pretty awesome. Uh, Eli, it says you stayed up all night to play games with Zayden recently. You guys had your first all-nighter? What's going on with that? Yeah, well, we so we did this uh, a little over a year ago, and we, like, roasted marshmallows and watched movies and, and built a little fort to sleep in. And so, of course, he's been, he's been asking ever since to do it again. Um, and I decided last weekend was the best time because we both had Monday off for Memorial Day. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our slugger and all our troops, by the way. Right. Thank um, you, and thank I you thought, for your service. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Thank you. So I thought we'd, you know, I, we'd be playing Minecraft all night because uh, time can really get, get away from you real quick in that game. Oh, totally. But he decided he wanted to play Rocket League, and that game can get quite taxing pretty quick, uh, especially when you're playing with, like, a sporadic five-year-old who, who doesn't follow the rules. Mm, mm. Uh, <laughs> or, or Eli's yeah. rules, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just, or actually, he's just so good. Like I have to put a lot of effort in to keep up. You know. Sure. You gotta um, rein him in. Yeah, and so uh, we made it to about eleven, and I was getting pretty beat. So uh, I kindly suggested we watch some YouTube videos, and uh, 
And yeah, we fell we fell asleep on the couch. Thank goodness. <laughs> it was a, it was a, <laughs> made it was to a eleven. <laughs> yeah, last time last time like a year ago. So he was he was four. Yeah. Uh, we we made it to about like ten ten thirty I think. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, you could tell he was like. When we were watching the movie, he'd like pause it and like get up and like want to play something super active. Like he's smart. He knows he was getting tired. Mm -hmm. He knows he was going to fall asleep. So he's mm -hmm. like, oh, wait, 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 let's go do this crazy thing. <laughs> uh, uh, but this time the games was that were keeping us up. So, you know, I was like, um, yeah, by 1130 midnight, we were asleep. So this is pretty it was longer than last time. So I think it was a success. It's a nice little tradition Wasn't you guys have going to. Mm -hmm. You gotta have a sleepover every now and again. Yeah. It's only fair. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But. I don't remember how old I was. Like, it's hard, I'm sure, for all of us to remember the first time we did an all-nighter. But yeah, when you're mm -hmm. four or five, you're still too young to, like, you will just pass out. You're, you just can't do it. You will not be able to stay up that late. So mm -hmm. I, I want to say I was probably like nine or something like that, maybe ten when i really did the first one mm. yeah and you start <clears throat> you start breaking down when you're that young too because you don't really understand tiredness yeah <laughs> or like you don't want to admit defeat at least he doesn't so your emotions just kind of are on a roller coaster so you know i bump him a couple times in rocket league and you know controllers are flying yeah so i get you i get you you gotta you gotta uh, curve it a little bit sounds familiar to uh the father you know Apple, yeah. apple doesn't fall, fall far from the tree. No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the Rocket League ball doesn't fall far from the car. Oh, <laughs> true. Wow, very nice. That's cool, though. I'm glad. Yeah, I think that's a good tradition. You'll have to continue to uh, to nurture that as uh, mm -hmm. the years go on, and maybe play some better games. But uh, you know, that's for you guys to decide. <laughs> oh, very nice. Yeah, it's been a it's been an interesting week for me. Stephanie's been out of town, so I've been bachelor padding it up. Which everyone, you know, when you talk to people, are like, "Oh yeah, you know, my fiance is out of town, or whatever." They're like, "Oh yeah, bachelor this week, huh? Bachelor pad." And really, what it means is like, I don't sleep as well, I don't eat as healthy, and uh, the house isn't as clean. So yay! <laughs> 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 like so fun. Um, the the only like positive is i've had a, a little bit more time in the evening to play games than i would normally so that's been nice but otherwise it's been a pretty mellow week for me not a whole lot going on we're still moving in like we moved in in about a month ago at this point but a couple of the rooms are not finished and uh, we're starting to stress out a bit because my mom is coming to stay with us for about a week in uh, july so we need to get cracking on it and make sure that guest room is ready to go but that's really it over here. It's pretty quiet. Pretty normal, normal few weeks. Sounds like you got some dishes to do. Yeah, I got some dishes to do. Actually, no, I did those this morning. What am I talking mm -hmm. about? I got a vacuum, shit like that. You know, wipe off mm -hmm. the counters and all that fun stuff. Uh, but it's been like really hot here too, and so I, I don't sleep as well when stuff isn't here anyway. But then when it's hot like that, I really have trouble sleeping. So I was like getting like maybe five hours of sleep a night for like four nights in a row, and you got, I know some of you, some of you guys out there will do that semi regularly, but for me, like that was, I was like, oh, this blows. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> I'm just not used to doing that. So, I wanted to make a quick update, real quick. Uh -huh. I never, I never gave the official update, 
but I mentioned it was coming back. But the achievements are back on the Xbox app. I don't know how long it's been, and I don't know if anyone cares. Uh, and if they do, they probably already figured it out. But like, I felt like I needed to say it because I said it was coming back, and then I didn't say anything about when it came back. So. Hey, we got some now, Xbox. So now I can sleep at night. Yeah, we got some Xbox users and players, so I think that's the. Think yeah, they probably it. already figured it out. <laughs> We're trying a, a little experiment here. Do you guys hear a fan? Because I did turn a fan on. Uh, I feel like I heard you turning the fan on. You turned me. But yeah, I okay. don't hear the fan now. Hold on a second. Hold on a second, boys. Oh, oh beep, beep, beep. Yep. Yeah, we all heard that. Okay, cool. So that's some editing fun later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just like this room gets so hot that I'm in. It's it's ridiculous. It's like in the very middle of the house on the second story. There's no windows in it. It just, like, gets stuffy, you know? Probably not the best choice when I think about it in terms of, like, doing an office, but that's okay. That's okay. All right, so as we alluded to at the top of the show, this is episode 34 of the podcast. We've been going strong now for quite a while, and a big part of that is due to the support and to the listeners. So at this point, we want to give a quick shout-out to our Patreon supporters over at patreon.com slash trophytalkpodcast. Encourage everyone listening to go check it out. We have recently added the hidden trophy tier uh, to the to the tiers that are available over there. So there are options for all of the basically all categories of how much you know money you have that are you're willing to spend and stuff like that. We're trying to be cognizant of that. But uh, yeah, Daryl, why don't you give the quick shout outs there to our Patreon supporters? Yeah, for our Patreon supporters, we have Gary Cooper, Fire, Patrick Tebow. Slugger and Chaz Bilby, thank you all for your continued patronage. We truly appreciate it. Absolutely, we do. And as part of that Patreon support, if you're at the silver tier or up, you get to submit questions for us to read and answer on the show. We had some bangers this week. And uh, let's get into it. Are you boys ready to answer some of these Patreon questions? Let's go. Let's go. All right. I'm going to read the first one here, which comes to us. From Five Fire, coming in with the first question asked. Appreciate it. Thank you very much, Five Fire. And the question is, if you could create a platinum trophy for a game that you 100%ed already, but doesn't have a platinum, what game would that be? What would you name the platinum trophy? This is interesting. It's a cool idea. Yeah. yeah I like this one a lot. It was a really good one. I was taking a sip of my coffee there. Excuse me. Um, uh, uh, my immediate answer that came to mind because I don't have too many games that I've 100%ed that don't have a platinum, so that's kind of the limiting factor for me on this uh, trope or on this question. The two that I was debating between were Doom 64 and the Castlevania Collection. Ultimately, I I went with the Castlevania Collection because I just feel that a collection of games should definitely have a platinum trophy. It just seems like it's a I don't know an oversight, right? It'd be so easy to do, and the distribution in that list is horrible anyway with all the bronze trophies yada 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 um and so what i did for the platinum trophy was i named it dracula's worst nightmare i thought that was cool because throughout the different iterations of the games that you're playing you're basically going and thwarting dracula's plans and your your various iterations of the belmonts or other characters from castlevania history and lore and uh really you're a thorn in in dracula's side throughout the entire experience so yeah that is uh that is my answer Eli, what do you got? Mine would definitely be Dauntless, for sure. Yeah, boy. I need, I need a platinum in that. 
Cause that was a long, that is, is it still? No. So I was looking at my, my longest play times and, uh, Bloodborne is actually my highest play time. It's like 163. That's, oh. uh, not surprising. I don't think, but interesting. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then Dauntless is at one, two, three. Oh, so shit. the one, two, three. Um, yeah. And I think I pretty much deleted that right away. So that's about how long it took. And that is, <laughs> those trophies are still sitting in my rarest. Uh, trophy case in uh, on PlayStation profiles and probably as well as true trophies, but yeah, they're not they're not going anywhere. Um, so I feel like <laughs> I really want a platinum for that. And if I had to give it a name, it would probably it would be uh, it would be Behemoth, but Tugalized. Oh right. shit! What the f- what does that mean? What? Yeah, fact check me, dude. Behemoth, but Yeah. It sounds like Pig Latin. Batugalized. Yeah, it's uh, it's about like rep- it's a repetitive to repeat. Oh. So like you're just repeatedly, repeatedly beaten down on some behemoths, you know? Absolutely, behemoth beat down. But uh, I picked Batugalized. No, I think that's cool. I like that name a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. If it's real, I don't know if I believe you that that's what it means. I, but I if it, if no, no, I trust you, do you know why? Because I'm not gonna, it. I'm not gonna it. fact check you mid show like some people. I'm posted. Okay. Daryl, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, what about you? Um, I went with a couple games that I've talked about before on the show. Uh, I um put a Selma as one of the games that needs a platinum. Sure. It's that survival horror game from Frictional Games where it takes place in the underwater research facility. It was more narrative-based, but I feel like that one would have been a nice game to have a platinum for. And I would have called it Please Be a Dream because of the way the game ended. And a lot of people probably know what's, what I'm talking about. So uh, it's a really good one, man. I would actually recommend you guys playing that game. Mm, it's on and... sale right now for like $3, I think. Oh, okay. yeah. Yep. Scoop that up. And my second one is Outlast, the first one. I'm glad that the second one has a platinum, uh, but the first one needs a platinum just because you have to beat the game on, uh, I can't remember that mode, but the mode where you have to beat the whole game without dying. And oh, I would have yeah. called that, mm. I would have called that platinum. Hunter S. Thompson would be proud. And Hunter S. Thompson is actually not a character in the game. He's a real-life person, or he was a real-life person. He was a journalist back in, like, the 60s, 70s. Mm-hmm. And he's often accredited with finding gonzo journalism, which I'm not sure if you guys know what that is. I didn't know what it was either. I don't really know uh, what that I, is. I, I kind of wanted to, like, come up with, like, a unique title for this one just because it was, like, one of the the rarest trophies that I got for that game you know, beating on permadeath mode. Um, basically, it's just it's a style of journalism that relies on the reporter's personal involvement in the story. So, you know, readers or gamers in this case, you know, can t- take a step inside the mind and the feelings of the writer as the story unfolds. And I thought that was very fitting for this game because you're witnessing everything that's taking place at this insane asylum where, you know, there's a lot of gore and death you know you're seeing everything happening and you're witnessing it as well you know so the character's going through hell literally trying to figure out what the hell is going on at this asylum so i thought that was a pretty cool one you know just to call it that because 
Hunter S. Thompson, I found out he this is like the style the style of journalism he likes to do. And he even like wrote a book on the stint that he did with the Hells Angels. Like he literally lived with the uh, the motorcycle club for a year to kind of like detail their life, what they did and stuff like that. So he, he takes journalism pretty far, man. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think that's yeah. a, a very cool uh, naming convention that you did there for your platinum then. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, well, well researched. He yeah. lived with the Hells Angels for a year, dude. What the fuck? <laughs> they allowed that? I don't know. Either he kind of just like went undercover, or I'm my guess is he might have went undercover. It'd be nice to like kind of further look into that to see how exactly he got into the club. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Soma on sale right now. So if people are interested in picking it up, even if you're not going to maybe play it now, you want to bank it for your Spooktober time frame. It's a good time to pick it up. I think Little Nightmares is uh or was free recently on Steam. What platform was mm -hmm. that on? Yeah, Steam. Uh, so that's another one that people could pick up. But there's the indie sale going on right now on the PlayStation Store. There's the Days of Play sale going on. And I think there's another sale that I'm forgetting at this point. But there's a lot of stuff that's on sale, as per usual. It's like Sony's new jam, right? Always have like two or three sales going on. So go check it out. I'm sure you'll find something that piques your interest. So Fire, thank you for that question. Much appreciated. Daryl, you want to take us into question number two? Yeah. So question number two is from my boy, Invisible Banana. And he asks, if you could remove any platinum from your profile for a specific reason, what game would it be? And what would the reason be? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Making me evaluate my past choices and sins, I see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I did. I chose, I chose Jazz Punk. I don't even know what that is. I didn't even know it was on your list. Yeah. I uh, I used it to get two Platinums in a night for the first time, along with uh, this one I was playing Until Dawn. So I had most of it knocked out, and I most of Until Dawn knocked out, and then I did them both in a night. And uh, it's kind of like a silly... I don't know how to explain it. It's like, I guess you would consider it an action game because you're like on a quest, but it's... Uh, and I don't know what it's like very, very shitty graphics. I don't know what they're called, like low poly. I don't know. Lo-fi. Like, I think it's lo-fi. 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 Lo-fi, my dude. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, they're like, but it's it's about the humor and, uh, you know, the silliness of it. And, um, you know, that sense of humor just didn't really jive with me. And therefore, I didn't. I didn't really enjoy it much. I was. It was basically like getting through this to get the platinum. Um, and it was one of those really short ones, in like an hour or two or less or something like that. Uh, but I definitely think there is an audience for this game. It's just not me. And I feel like I. <laughs> and I feel like I use this game. So I would. I'd have. To, I don't want to give up any platinums. I would still keep it. But if I had to pick my like least favorite on, on this, you know, it wasn't like, uh, you know wasn't like Iron Snout or anything like that. It wasn't like a blast for me. So. Sure. That's, that's my a, answer. That's a good choice. <clears throat> a good choice. Yeah, I think um, I was between two again, because like you, I don't really want to get rid of... I don't feel like I would want to get rid of any of the plats on my list. There's a lot of Telltale games that I have on my list, and I know those are pretty easy and like 
not looked down on in the trophy hunting community, but it's like those are just gimmies to a certain extent, right? So I was like, well, I can't really pick one of those out of all the others. So I, I ended up choosing uh, Duke Nukem 3D World Tour. Mm. And I chose that because I oh. I kind of cheated to get it, right? Like I used like a lot of the hacks to like go through walls and get to the end of stages. And I didn't really play the game entirely as it was intended. I did try for the first like couple uh, episodes or whatever in that game. I think there were episodes. Uh, but yeah. eventually it was just like, this is actually kind of difficult. I'm not quite sure where to go. And I just wanted the platinum, so I, you know, <laughs> enabled God mode, enabled walk through walls mode, whatever all that stuff was, and got it done. So yeah, I remember doing that. We were doing that around the same time, we and were. I used the cheats right away. Yep, yep. And uh, the the last trophy where you have to get so many kills was kind of brutal for me because I cheated right away. Mm. So like I had to sit there, and that was that was pretty bad. That's a good answer. I would I would choose that as well. Yeah, and not I. I would want to get it again, but I'd want to do it like legitimately or try to do it legitimately. I, I know I couldn't do it legit though. You don't think so? No, <laughs> no way, dude. <laughs> oh, Daryl, what about you? Uh, for me, I would have to say Friday the Thirteenth. That uh, is surprising. Bonkers. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Baffling. After it took years to get get rid of it. I don't, yeah, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it, Neymar. Shit out of my face. Get it out exactly. of my face. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It felt like years getting that trophy, and that was like my overall complaint is how long and grindy it was. Um, you know, I mean, I had fun playing the game. It probably would have been a different story had I played the game and naturally got the platinum instead of boosting it. But you know, when I was like hardcore boosting it, it felt like I spent like three to four weeks nonstop playing this game. Like I was invested in this platinum and i didn't play anything else so it was really boring you know seeing everybody else playing all these cool games you know these triple a titles and i was stuck playing this you know friday the 13th game boosting these lame matches it it was really daunting you know it was just like i didn't have fun playing it it was that was kind of like my biggest complaint with it is just how long and grindy it was Hmm. yeah Yeah, it sounds more like uh sounds more like you would if you could go back in time and not start a game instead of like just getting rid of it, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. If, if I had known what it would take to get the platinum, I probably would never started it. But when I was looking at like all my platinums, like for me, it would came down to like, which platinums did I enjoy getting the most? And Friday the 13th was the one at the very bottom of that list. Gotcha. Hmm. Yeah. You don't have any way to look at it. You don't have many cheap ones. You got pretty prestigious ones, so I see. And it's funny, Your too, because this one's an ultra-rare right. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, but, yeah, it was the one that was the least favorite for me on my list. That's, yeah, a good way to look at it. It's bonkers <laughs> to hear you say that, because I remember yeah. so many episodes, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, working on Friday the 13th. You know, like, it, you, listeners who have been listening to us for a while can go back and probably find the initial episode you started talking about it on. And then do the math for, for how long it took. Uh, <laughs> quite a long time. But mm-hmm. I respect the answer nonetheless. So thank you for that question, Mr. Banana. Or Mr. Invisible. Not quite sure how that would... Well, we'll go Mr. Mr. Banana. It's Mr. Banana. Invisible is the first name. Right. Yeah, Mr. Banana is my father. <laughs> Call me Invisible. Oh! 
<laughs> right? You know, you guys get it? <laughs> Come on. All right. So, <laughs> banana, invisible banana. Our next question comes to us from Slugger. This is a bit of a long one, Eli, for you to read out, but I'm going to give it to you nonetheless because everyone loves reading aloud to an oh. audience. <laughs> so now we're switching it up and you give me the long one. Okay. <laughs> Caught me off guard here. Hey, I read the first one. Daryl read the second one. You're reading the third one. Oh, you read. Oh. Yeah. All right. I'll give you an adjective. Yeah. All right. All right. Don't make me Let's fact go. check you on on fucking stream, dude. I'll yeah, get I'm, you. I'm trying to I'm trying to fact Two check the, the notes here. Mm-hmm. Uh, thought we agreed on something, but anyways, I don't think, I, we, did. I don't think we did. Go ahead. So I get go to, to read this, dude. This is perfect. <laughs> I recently got the platinum for Returnal. That that's actually Slugger. Yeah, we're uh, Slugger's was, POV nah. here. <laughs> it was a brutal grind, but even then, my final playtime was 38 hours, according to my PS5. Many reports, many guides report it can take 70 to 120 hours due to the RNG nature of the collectibles. If you get to the point in this game where you're collectible hunting, you have already proven that you have the skills for the platinum. Now you're just wasting time doing the same thing over and over, hoping for a collectible you don't have. I can appreciate games that take effort and skill, but platinums like these have such a luck element to them that skews the difficulty of the platinum. Do you think these styles of trophies are flawed? Or are you okay with RNG-heavy trophies in your games? Can you think of any other trophies that are heavily reliant on pure luck or anything else besides infallible guys? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, thank you for the question, Slugger. And also I would say just to anyone else out there who is submitting questions, long-form questions are okay in my book, honestly. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, get get your piece out there. That's you have the forum to do so. It doesn't have to just be a you know one sentence sort of question. So if you want to do something like what Slugger did, cool with me. I think it's cool with all of us. So yeah, I feel absolutely. like I was reading a book to my son or something. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you for that question, Slugger. Um, anyone have a one that comes off or you know comes up like right away that they can think of? They want to go first. Yeah. Um, I played. So I, I haven't come across any game that I played on the PlayStation that had a lot of RNG-based type of trophies. But I did play Borderlands, the DLC, on the Xbox 360. And one of the DLCs, the Claptrap New Robot Revolution, for those who might know what I'm you know, about to talk about. This was a heavily based RNG achievement. Uh, so basically, there's like these four collectible or these four trophies or achievements actually that required you to collect a certain number of collectibles. And there was a total of six collectibles, but the amount that you need to vary between each item. Okay. So it ranged from like three to five, and the highest was 25. So that was pretty rough you know, trying to get these collectibles. So basically you just had to grind in like a specific area just to, um, you know, hope that you get these drops. But the thing that was even worse is that this is an RNG based achievement already, but they made it even more random how often these items drop. So like what I mentioned earlier, some of these items that you don't really need to require a whole lot of like three or five, those will drop a whole lot more often compared to like the items where you need 15 and 25. There's no a way. Le- yeah. They made it like backwards. Yep. 
a smaller percentage of those items dropping. So it was really bad. Like I hated that DLC for that reason because I understand they want to encourage like replay value in these games, but don't tie it to trophies. Like I don't really want to have to grind a ton of time into these games where, you know, I'm not going to get a lot of drops because of the way the game's formatted. Yeah, that is stupid. <laughs> it is stupid. That yeah, that is dumb. Like again, who's designing these lists? And like the I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah grumble, making grumble. that backwards is just seems to be like that's fucked. Why would you do that? Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm so you're just running around collecting the least is pizzas? Is that one of the ones that's the least amount here? Uh, it was actually one of the most. I think the oh. least is like the the 3D glasses, the panties. Um, so you just run around picking items. up panties. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're trying to get oil cans, you know? Yep. That's fucked. The resources you really need, you know, the oil cans, the, the bobbleheads, and the, and the pizzas, you know? That's what you need to sustain yourself, you know? Yeah. That's, <laughs> that sounds solid, like a solid pantry to me. Yeah, I mean, but they don't drop delicious. as often. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good I choice mean, for this. Good choice. Mm -hmm. I mean, luckily, you know, I had a, a modded weapon in that game. So, like, one shot mm -hmm. absolutely wrecked the other enemy. So, it kind of made the grinding a little bit more quicker. But Wait, you were modding back on the 360? Oh, no, nah, dude. It, it was kind of like what, what you encountered with Diablo. I, yeah, like someone just came into my game and dropped like a ton of weapons for me to pick up. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I had that. It, it really helped me get some of the other achievements. But that was crucial to this one because, you know, I had like a ton of enemies to grind through. So, you know, I shot one with one bullet and they just immediately disintegrated. I was like, cool. It's not as bad now. That's pretty it's cool. Still stuck. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good answer. I couldn't think of anything in specific so i kind of since we weren't allowed to pick infallible or right. any of these shitty fall guys trophies um i just i was just you know thinking any game with multiplayer really and or mining farming sims is mm. basically rng mm -hmm. um yeah that's so a good call. um i th you know i i think they have their place um part of the question was Right? Am I wrong? Yeah. No. You, you're are they? Right. Are they? Are they flawed? I. Uh, yes. It's my answer. You know, I, I think <laughs> they have their place. I think you just need to know what kind of game you're looking, like you're looking into, what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. You don't want to mine for randomly, randomly spawned diamonds in Minecraft. Then don't. If you enjoy that type of game and will be okay with coming across diamonds when the time comes, then go for it. You know, if you are gonna enjoy your time in that world, then. It's totally fine. Um, I see. Yeah, that's, that's fair. But, yeah, and also, like, with the multiplayer stuff, I think this is where we could bring up, like, microtransactions. Um, you know, for example, in... Uh, uh, if you don't want to grind, like, 150 items in Rocket League, uh, which I don't know why you wouldn't want to, because it's the best game of all time. Mm, sure. sure. You, you could just buy... <laughs> <laughs> You could just buy a ton of credits and unlock items in the shop, you know? So there's that whole debate yeah. with microtransactions. Because I think that's a lot of where... I couldn't pick this specific game, but, like, 
and I'm not sure if it's in this game, but like Genshin Impact came to mind, where it's like I don't I don't know too much about that trophy list, but like I know there's chests to open, and I don't know if that entails like you know you could buy extra materials to open those up, and and you know stuff like that. But really, any multiplayer game where you're pitted against other players is some form of RNG, you know. I could be playing Absolutely. against some Rocket League pro. Oh, I guess you can't not rank, but you know, in Call casual Duty, play, you could end could. up. Yeah, yeah, you could end up against. So, those are those are my thoughts. It, it, that was a little scattered, but uh, call maybe you can <laughs> say your you say your piece and clean it up a little bit. I mean, we're basically on the same page. I had trouble thinking of a specific game and specific trophy, other than there's a trophy in Fall Guys. I know I'm, it's not infallible. To uh to get a legendary <laughs> you know outfit piece basically for all the different components of your Fall Guys outfit and that really depends on what's offered in the store and if you're playing every day and like happen to check at the right time and if it does show up do you have enough credits or do you have enough crowns so that one is not nearly as bad as Infallible obviously but you will have to get some sort of luck with it if you want to get it relatively quickly. I know for some folks in the community, that was one of the last trophies that they ended up popping in the game. But in general, I agree that multiplayer tro- or multiplayer-centric games are where you will find the most RNG, like, relatively speaking. And so it really comes down to tuning your trophies in a way that is fair. So, for example, Black Ops 4, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, has a trophy for winning 50 multiplayer matches online. And that's, like, not an egregious amount for a Call of Mm -hmm. Duty game. Like, you're going to play that game, probably you'll just get it naturally, right? Let's say, on average, you win one of every two games, okay? You play 100 games of Black Ops, probably you'll do that if you're someone who's going to buy that game. So you'll end up getting that trophy, even though it is heavily RNG-dependent. Um, you can still influence it, though, with your personal skill, which I think is what mm-hmm. Infallible was lacking. Yeah. Something that maybe you can't influence as well, though, is when it comes down to Battle Royale games, other like in general otherwise. So Black Ops 4 also had, uh, you know, a trophy for winning 10 games of Blackout, which was its or which was its uh, battle royale mode and i played a decent amount of of that game and i'm not bad at shooters or call of duty and i never won one fucking game right in solos in duos in triples didn't really matter i never won a game now it was my first battle royale experience so maybe i just wasn't that good at it yet but i would get to finals in like top three top four quite a few times and even when you like fast forward a bit to modern warfare warzone and I've won, you know, certain matches on there, you know, and I'm not as bad as at that one, but there's still a luck element to it. You drop in, am I going to get a good gun right away? Am I going to get good attachments right away? Are other people going to choose to drop next to me this time and just fuck me over? Am I going to get hard rushed right when I'm like, right when I get down on the ground? You know, those kind of things are incredibly random because they're so dependent on the other 90 people or whatever that are in the game with you. So it's so hard to predict, whereas something like just a regular multiplayer match, you have your teammates and then you have maybe four other people you're playing against. So four variables that you need to try to predict in order to win instead of 99 instead of 99. And so it's just degrees, right? Unless you're Shroud or the Doc, then yeah, absolutely. You can can definitely influence or even Blaine. You can influence those games. You can you can certainly influence them, and your personal skill does matter. Like if you have not as good of a gun, you can still win a gunfight in an engagement. 
if you're a better player. But there's there's luck elements too. Where is the circle going to spawn this time? How you know like those kind of things. Like you can't really control yeah. them as well. So, mm-hmm. and again, it's just about tuning it. You know, winning ten is not actually too egregious, but for me it was. But winning ten different matches of a of a battle royale not in a row doesn't seem too bad, right? So mm-hmm. I think it just comes down to how you're going to allow that RNG to influence the way that you write your trophies. And you just have to be realistic with that kind of thing. It's multiplayer mm-hmm. games in particular, you just have to be careful about how you do that. So that's kind of I my think, thoughts on it. Yeah, I just wanted to wrap up my thoughts again, since it was seems sporadic. But I definitely think they have their place mm-hmm. in... Because uh, I actually appreciate these kind of trophies because they're, uh, you know, the skill ones also have their place, obviously. Because it shows that you are good at the game, you put the time in and you got better. But I think I think the these RNG ones really test your mental your mental metal, if you will. So like it's it's just as difficult. It's just in a different way. Yeah, I agree. So it's kind of like going for a run. <laughs> you got to push yourself mm-hmm. a little further. Like when you're out running every time and that kind of thing, you can be like, all right, I got to play a few more rounds. I got to do you know whatever. Mm-hmm. I got to go for it again. It's that sort of like mental fortitude to continue yeah. to try and it's I, in an ideal scenario you're gonna like the game anyway and you're gonna be having fun that's like the best case scenario so it's y- like the uh it's like the floor workers versus the office workers you know exactly where exactly. the floor tests your brawn and the office may test your mental stress yeah you know capacity. For, sure. for sure i agree with you yeah so really good question there slugger thanks for submitting that in and Thank you to all the submissions and submitters on the Patreon. Remember, go check it out at patreon.com slash trophy talk podcast. Find a tier that works for you. I'm doing jazz hands right now. You guys can't see it. Uh, yeah. I, could, I can, I can <laughs> yeah. feel the vibe. Through could, the, you, could you guys tell? Microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Wacky inflatable arm flailing tube man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Very good. So let's get into our trophy list discussion for this week. We got a banger here. Okay, guys. Oh, sorry. Was there something else? Oh, yeah. My bad. My bad. I thought I missed something for a second, but but I did not because, you know, we never miss anything. We never miss anything. We never like. (laughs) All right. So so the trophy list discussion for for this episode is going to be on Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, developed by Insomniac Games, published by SIE Sony Interactive Entertainment. Of course, there it's got forty-seven trophies. Thanks for this breakdown, by the way, Daryl. Much appreciated. At the top yeah. of the show notes, right? So 47 trophies. We got a platinum, three golds, seven silvers, and 36 bronzes. Are you kidding me with that shit? Dude, look um, at that. Look at the totals. <laughs> I like that, man. Yeah, the totals Platinum's there. Platinum's getting... 300. The three golds equal 270. The seven silvers equal 210. And the 36 bronzes, specifically for Colin, are 540. The most. Fucking bronze hoarder over here. The most amount. I'm living in the bronze age, if you look at my lists historically. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. The gold and the silvers kind of round out a little bit, almost. Oh sure, no, no, no. Yeah, you're uh, not saying that. I'm just. It's my own problem, guys. Like I've just mm-hmm. like, from my pre like actually caring about trophies days, I just accumulated so many bronzes that my now my distribution is just all fucked. Yeah, right. You have a little bronze PTSD. I've I got see. bronze PTSD. I almost have twenty four hundred bronze trophies alone. <laughs> it's like my total trophies. It's insane, dude. I only have thirty four twenty seven total trophies. Mm-hmm. Twenty three ninety five of those are bronzes. Give me a break. Sheesh. <laughs> Sheesh. That's what, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I gotta say about that. Anyway. Enough, enough about bronze uh, PTSD here. So, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, obviously one of the very hotly anticipated 
PS5 exclusive release releases here coming out on June 11th. So basically a few days after you're hearing this, once it's uh, published, pretty exciting stuff. What did you guys think of this list? Uh, taking a look at the list right off the bat, it looked pretty similar to the other Ratchet and Clay trophy lists, and um, you know, in aspect of like what's displayed in the artwork, you know, we've seen this pattern over and over again where there's a shade of bronze silver or gold in the trophy artwork so this is no different from that and um what i did see is like there's an icon that's repeated over and over again mm-hmm. in the artwork that's very similar to the other lists as well and the ratchet and clank uh, a crack in time they had like the same hexagon over and over again and the recent title in 2016 the ratchet and clank trophy list had a cog that's repeated over and over mm-hmm. again so two similarities between the um other lists in the series but this one i think is the very first one where it actually changes up that um rep- repetitiveness and that uh, the color scheme's different. So you see like a reddish pink, a teal, and a yellow, and there's a purple plat. And mm-hmm. I didn't see any of that in the other list, so it was really cool to see them change that color scheme up. And the color's pretty nice, you know? I like that. The blue you know, the reddish... sort of, yeah. It's, it's pretty yeah. looking. The mm-hmm. color's really nice, and I think that's what a lot of people mentioned as well in the forums, is that they really like the color scheme. And it's really nice, you know. It's really cool for them to change that up. And I did see, um, like the you know, I mentioned the icons that are being repeated over and over again. But it's cool that they kind of tied like, you know, these icons from the other series to the different trophy values. So like for the bronzes, it's only the hexagons, mm-hmm. and then the silvers, there's a cog. Mm-hmm. Gold, there's like a beefed up cog. And then the platinum, which is probably like a really good <laughs> beefy beef- cog. Beef cog, oh. let's go. Sheesh. 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 Beefy cog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. That's, that's what she said, man. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> I guess we're already the... rated as parental advisory, so it doesn't really oh, yeah, matter what we can say. We can say whatever we want. We can say fuck right mm-hmm. now. I just did it. Boom. Shit. Anyway, Boom. go ahead. <clears throat> get shut down. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> For the Platinum, I thought that was a really unique take on the Platinum. So it's like the trophy's in the center of it all. And there's like a purple, kind of like a purple cross if you if you take it as a cross. And over like right by where like the 90 degree is, there's different weapons there. And that's like paying homage to like Ratchet and Rivet's weapons because Ratchet mm-hmm. uses like that double bladed axe and Rivet uses the hammer. So it was really cool to see that in the platinum. That's a Ratchet, dude. Ratchet is the he's a Lombox. What is he called? It's a double bladed axe. It's a it's a it's a wrench. Oh, it's a wrench. Ratchet. Okay. Ratchet, ratchet wrench. Yeah, ratchet. I, I I see not, this guy. Not an axe. <laughs> well, it looks like an axe well, in the picture. Kind of looks like an axe, dude. I don't know about. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, in general, the list does seem easier than the previous one. Right? Like, mm-hmm. maybe I'm just tripping, but, like, I'm on PSN profiles right now. The game's not even out yet, so this is just crazy that there's already nine Platinum Achievers. But whatever. Um, yeah, so, like, most of the trophies that are listed here in the percentages, like, none of them are lower than, like, 33 or 
Oh, I guess there's one here at 28. But, like, everything seems pretty reasonable. There's not really a single trophy on the list that's, like, at 2% or something, right? And mm-hmm. the fact that it's already at 4.8% before the game's even out, <laughs> like, on the app, and then at 23.08% on PSN profiles for the Platinum makes me think that it's going to be a relatively easy and straightforward list. Um, and yeah. even even reading yeah. it, it's, like, just kind of get certain amount of kills with different types of weapons. Uh, one thing that did stand out to me was that there seems to be armor now, when I don't remember that being the case in the previous Ratchet and Clank. So there's a sartorial steel, acquire a piece of armor, and then does this make my tail look big for acquire and equip a head, torso, and leg armor? So I think they're just adding a little bit of, you know, changes to the to the sort of suite of options you have in player and character customization, but... Otherwise, it seems really straightforward. Like, beat the, beat the story, find the collectibles, get certain amount of weird kills with each of your guns, and uh, that's it. That's all you got to do. Yeah, to go, to go back to the Daryl's point with the color coding. Yeah. Uh, I think the artwork is complete bonk. You don't like it. Uh, but this seems to be a theme here with PlayStation mm-hmm. 5 games. Destruction All-Stars, Demon Souls, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Spider-Man Miles Morales. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> editing that out. That's staying in. And, and Astro's Playroom <laughs> yeah. all have color-coded trophy lists. Mm-hmm. They're all color-coded. It's the which, new hotness right now. Yeah. It's, I wonder if this is going to be their new thing. Yeah, I don't know. It's almost like they recognize, like, hey, this is kind of cool, and we just got to do it for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure, but what I do think is interesting is it continues the trend of Sony first-party studio games having pretty easy trophy lists. Mm-hmm. Once again, I mean, it's... yeah, you don't even need all the. Well, so it it doesn't seem like you need all the gold golden bolts because you only need five. But maybe there's if only there five. are only five, then you know you do need them all. But I, I doubt that I, there's only the only five. I would imagine that there's not only five. And my thinking behind their change to this is that trophy hunt or uh, sorry. Like collectible hunt for the golden bolts in the previous Ratchet and Clank, the like remake, is probably one of the ones that they can tell from heat mapping that kept people from getting the platinum. Like I think that's one of the things that I mean I didn't do it. I played the game, I went for trophies, but I didn't try to like get everything and I was like, I'm not getting all of the golden bolts. That's crazy. So they're probably like, okay, like that was a little much to ask. Let's just lower it to five. I don't know why you wouldn't. It's like a platforming type game. Like I think that's totally fair. Yeah, yeah, it's it asked to get all the gold bolts. I don't think it's unfair either. I'm just saying I think that's why yeah. they changed it. Um but there there is a collectible in this called the Krager Bears that you do need all of them though. Right. So, right. I don't know what those are where, you know, if they're as difficult as the golden bolts, but Yeah, it looks like there's only 9. What's really interesting about this list and I don't know if this is a new thing for PS5 or what, but if you look at the Find All Krager Bears, the unbearably awesome trophy on PSM profiles, there's a 0 out of 9 on the line item itself which seems to be or seems to indicate that there's some tracking for that stat within the game if you scroll up a bit too there's one for shifty character hit every blizzon crystal on blizzard and cordelion zero of 29 listed on that line item so either the psm profiles is telling us what it needs or the game itself is going to track and tell you like hey you're missing three yeah some ps5 games track the they do. Okay. They, they track your yeah. some okay. things. So there you go. So those two, uh, I think, will be tracked then, which is helpful because you're like, okay, there's only nine of those Krager Bears. 
Mm-hmm. That's not too crazy. I mean, it seems relatively reasonable. Yeah. So yeah, it's good to see that right off the bat. Because I, I did see that feature on other trophy lists that we've reviewed. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, it's really cool that PSN Profiles is doing that. Because it's like, well, get all the, you know, the Krager Bears. Well, how many of that is that, you know? And, you know, for them to tell you that, it's pretty good to know that ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Sony's finally catching up to Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. There's also no, um, and Daryl pointed this out, so I don't want to steal his point, but I'm going to bring it up, that there's no difficulty-related trophy either on this. So mm-hmm. another common theme, I think, for the recent releases of Sony first-party games. Relatively easy lists and no difficulty-related trophies, right? I wonder if there's a difficulty mm-hmm. for this game. I'm sure there is. There, there was for yeah. the previous there- ones. Okay. Yeah. No there time. is a way to, yeah. to up the difficulty if you're one of those people. Daryl. And um, yeah. <laughs> Daryl. <laughs> I'm starting to tone back from that, dude. I'm toning back from that approach to certain games. I don't have a lot of time. Just in man, time but... to start Wolfenstein. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Then you'll be then you'll be nice and rusty because they'll be playing on easy for like half a year, and then you'll go try <laughs> mine Lieben. I know, like. I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima, so, like, I was playing on the very hardest difficulty, and, like, I couldn't do it. Like, I was like, this is not a game meant for that type of uh, play, so I had to scale it down. I had me so, so much more fun with it now, and, you know, you know, kind of, like, banking off of, like, how this list is, you know, how easy of a list it is. Like, just look at Ghost of Tsushima and Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's up there with those kind of games. Like, as far as easy trophy lists, that's really? what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's for pretty sure. easy. Nice. Yeah, Miles Morales is pretty easy. I'm playing Ghost. And Ghost is really easy, man. It's yeah. It's not hard of a trophy list at all. No, I mean, even Last of Us 2, like, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like the li- their lists are really they're trending in the direction of like making it so you could foreseeably have the the platinum in every first party game like most most players well it's not a first party game right so Mm. Mm. yeah yeah i'm thinking exclusives right right which doesn't mean first party correct but yeah i get your point yeah demon souls is a little harder obviously but it's totally doable. I'm I'm gonna continue to track this trend as more and more of these first party games comes out because I've we've noticed it for like a year now, maybe year and a half, going all the way back to me mm. with the original Spider Man and God of War in 2018, and it's just continued. So you know I'm not I'm not sure if I in, if I like that or if I dislike it. It's just an interesting thing to to note that it seems to be a trend. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> On top of that, I wanted to point out, I really appreciate the miscellaneous trophies on this list here. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, you know, like Colin, you point out, um, a good list has some trophies in it that make you mix up your play style and try new ways of approaching a situation. And right. I think these, you know, these can reveal more about a game's depth and furthering your enjoyment and getting some new appreciation. So um, I think, you know, this list has, it's, it's chock full of that. Absolutely. You know, I also like when they make you do random tricks or like get to the highest building, basically like collecting the golden bolts. I like that stuff because, you know, it makes you explore a little more. And this one has that trophy for doing a, a trick on the hoverboard at full speed. And I'm, I'm interested to see what that what that looks like. Those are the they're the fun ones, you know. Right. Yeah. It seems, stuff like that. seems like there's trophies for different story beats, but there's also 
miscellaneous trophies that probably are missable for specific levels, right? Like, boing is bounce on Big Al, Clank, and Quark's parade balloons. It's got to mm-hmm. be a very specific thing, right? Turn on the TV and Rivet's hideout. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. You know, stuff like that where it's like, just like, you could actually get those naturally probably without even looking at the, the list, and that would be fun for just like a casual gamer to just be like, oh, cool, like I just got a trophy. What the hell? Like, and, and even for those of us who are looking at it ahead of time, as long as you know about it, it doesn't seem like it's too big of an ask, but just allows you to have a little fun on that level and kind of explore a little mm-hmm. bit. So, yeah, I, and just I, yeah. so you know, the turn on TV, it, the Lombax and Chill is a, is a hidden trophy. Oh, excuse me. I did not know that. But that's cool. I like Spoilers. the, I like the name Spoilers. of it. Lombax and Chill. Hell yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> that's, that's one that you might not like. You could see on the list or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you're a trophy hunter, you're probably looking at this list, and they reveal the secret one. So, Sure. Yeah. My bad. My bad. Sorry about no, that, guys. No biggie there. Uh, yeah, it's not it's hidden from dude. my screen, so, you know. I uh, can't play it now. It's completely ruined, so. Right? I do wish this <laughs> game was coming out on PS4 because I would love to play it. And yeah. PS5 continues to be very difficult to find if you're a person who works a normal job. So, yeah, that's a bit of a bummer. But I guess th- this is, to me, looking like one where it's like whenever I do eventually get the PS5, I'll probably pick this up. Mm-hmm. I think I would. Um, this and Demon Souls are like the two things that are looking like they'd be fun to play right off the, ra- right off the rip. And Astro's Playroom, of course. But That's right. Yeah, yeah I think it's a really good list overall. I'm, like, I'm pretty, pretty uh, pleased with it. I'd say very, very pleased. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a little upset that there's apparently nine platinum achievers already, and like I don't like how pre-release these games statistics get skewed by people who have early access to these type of titles. Kind of pisses me off, but at yeah, the was- same time, it's like a cool way of us to see like some stats and some representation of the of the trophies before it comes out. So I guess it's a mixed opinion for me, but it's weird. It, it bothers me that people are getting it that early and able to platinum it yeah i wouldn't trust those stats with like the numbers mm-hmm. because like I, you know other people get it besides like the trophy community yeah it's like but journalists and i'd stuff. say a, a large majority they want to finish it right to get their reviews mm-hmm. so they're gonna complete it but like the people playing it are gonna get all the trophies like so they can write their guides mm-hmm. and so yep you know it may be a lot of people are going to play this. So it's not like a good like, oh, it's like a 20 percent platinum or whatever. Yeah, it's just for right now because there's 39 game owners apparently on PSN profiles, 15 recent players, nine platinum <clears throat> achievers. So, yeah, I think that data is extremely skewed. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, good, good list. If you if you're a PS5 owner, which I know if quite a few of our listeners are get the game. Check it out. Let us know what you think. I'm sure you were going to get it anyway. You don't need our endorsement, but uh, it looks great from a trophy hunting perspective. The Lombax and Chill one is probably like my favorite trophy tile in the uh, on the list. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I like it. They have some pretty good ones, you know, like some really good ones. And I, I, I like that it kind of fits the overall humor of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, Two Fuzz, Two Nefarious is a really good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they blow up so fast. Uh, I think that was like a weapon upgrade one. Mm-hmm. Th- does this make my tail look big? Yeah, and for the armor stuff. R. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Rated R. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
There's some good <laughs> ones, you know. I think this game is really cool. And uh the trophies are pretty pretty crafty in how they're titled, you know. Fits the overall theme of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the sort of goofiness of it. It's like an E I'm sure it's gonna be rated E. Uh it's pretty you know, child friendly, kid friendly, but it also seems like it's got the references and stuff like that to where it'd be enjoyable for adults, which is exactly what it needs to do. So it's like a Disney movie. Exactly. It's such a family friendly fun game that like kids can enjoy and adults alike, you know? It's <laughs> yep. such a Yep. Such a banger. <clears throat> such a feel good game. Feel good <laughs> game of the year, you know? Yeah. I feel like this would be a good game to pick up if you have like a few days off or you got like a long weekend with no plans and you could probably get the platinum and I'm my guess is we haven't seen the guides come out for this yet. My guess is it's going to be 20, 20 hours, 25 hour platinum one playthrough, no missables, my guess. So let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Sweet. All right, cool. Well, that was a pretty fun list discussion. When we come back for our next uh, episode in June, we will continue with our trend of, Likely, I should say, doing uh, one of the free games with PS Plus for the month. But we felt that it was a good time to talk about Rift Apart because it is such a big release coming up and uh, one of the few PS5 exclusives that is on the market right now. So hope you guys enjoyed that discussion. Let's get into what we have been playing because we are masters of our own domain and our own fate. And uh, it sounds like we've been up to some pretty cool shit. And I know I've been playing, it looks like the most, at least according to our show notes. So I'm going to jump in first, if that's cool with you guys. I think we talked about that before, but, um, and get going. You guys ready to, to chat? Yeah. Yeah, man. Chit chat. Let's get it cracking. So Resident Evil Village, right? <sighs> Resident Evil Village. So I don't have the platinum yet. I am missing one trophy. Okay. So the trophy that I'm missing is to get an S rank on mercenaries for all of the stages which I kind of scoffed at a bit when I was originally looking at the list and I didn't give it enough respect. And lo and behold, it's a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. Okay. So, (laughs) and I'm kind of mad at myself because I've consistently done this with resident evil titles where there's usually a, a bonus game mode or an extra game mode. And I will leave it till the last trophy. And I think that is not the way to go because I almost always don't enjoy the bonus modes as much as the main story. And then it means that my final experience with the game before the platinum and before I delete it is a subpar experience compared to the campaigns. So moving forward, any sort of Resident Evil game that I'm playing, I'm going to try to bust the the, like middle like arcade mode stuff out, not at the end of the platinum hunt. That being said, right, the mercenaries mode has eight stages to it, which I thought there was only six, but there is eight stages. The first four stages are relatively straightforward, and you get to upgrade a a shotgun or a sniper or a pistol. Going through these stages, you need to keep your combo up. The combo can break when you don't kill an enemy with a, a certain amount of time elapsing in between when you kill enemies, I should say. When you kill enemies, you get more time added to your overall like time you have to beat the level. And there's little like bonuses you can pick up on the map. That's kind of the basic premise of how mercenaries works. And eventually, as the modes go or the levels go on, they get harder and harder enemies, stuff like that. So, seemed relatively straightforward for the first four maps. You got S's on all of those. The second set of maps, stages four through eight, are repeats of the first four, except this time the enemies are faster, they hit harder, uh, they take more damage, and you only have a pistol to upgrade. So you basically need to become a master with the pistol. So 
I've been trying just the first of the second set of stages, and I can only get an A rank. I've only attempted it a few times, so it's uh, it's certainly going to be a lot harder. I know that there's some leniency when you get to the end, like the seventh and eighth stages, respectively. You don't necessarily need to kill all the enemies and do a full combo in order to get the S rank. They were a little more lenient there because they knew it was pretty difficult. So that's kind of where I'm at. I would really love to have it done because the rest of the game I felt was so amazing. And Daryl, I know you've been playing it a little bit, so you'll talk about it, I'm sure, too. But I, yeah, I really, really enjoyed the game and really loved pretty much the entire trophy hunting experience up to this point just because I don't, it's not why I'm here, right, for these extra game modes. Um, the Village of Shadows difficulty, which is the hardest difficulty in the game, is pretty pretty tough right i ended up getting to it on my fifth playthrough which i know you can get to it sooner but i would recommend that you go in there with your fully upgraded stake magnum uh fully upgraded assault rifle i think it's called the wcx for a certain section later in the game which i won't spoil and stuff like that so make sure your weapons are fully upgraded make sure you're going in there with your new game plus gadgetry and even still there's certain portions that are pretty difficult in the game because they take those upgraded weapons away from you so yeah, it, it's a it's really fantastic game. Right now, it's my game of the year so far, but I haven't played a ton of new releases that came out this year, so do with that what you will. Um, I also did call in and give my thoughts on the, the game on the Resident Evil podcast, which is a pretty large, popular Resident Evil-specific podcast that you can find on streaming platforms and stuff like that. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit more thoughts on what I had on the game, I did a little five-minute call in with the hosts over there. So you can go and check that out. But that's kind of it for Village. You guys have any questions on that? Or any thoughts? How was it being on another podcast? That's pretty cool. So I actually, yeah, I wasn't on the podcast, but I call, I'm a Patreon supporter of them. And they, they reached out. and Because I, I did a call-in for Resident Evil 4 when they were doing the, a retrospective on that game and gave some thoughts on it. And they were like, yeah, if you want to call in and give you know, a little spiel again, just record a five minute thing and send it over to us. So I was not specifically on the podcast, I should clarify, but it's cool that they're reaching out. And, um, and I mean, I've been a fan of their show for a long time, so it's nice to be able to, to get your voice heard by other RE fanatics because, you know, Resident Evil fans, because they'll, I mean, you'll know a Resident Evil fan because they'll tell you they're a Resident Evil fan. They won't shut up about mm-hmm. it as I'm sure Eli knows. So right. yeah. It's it's cool. The episode hasn't come out yet. I think it comes out on Tuesday of this coming week. So that's the 8th of June. People want to go check it out. Very cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've also been playing Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, which we've talked about in previous shows because the game came out. It's a port of a game from the Xbox, PS2, and GameCube era. Really like a, a hack and slash top-down fantasy game much like diablo before diablo was super established on consoles and it's incredibly good it's it needs co-op online like i don't know why it doesn't have it it's so sad because more people would play this game if it had that co-op functionality if it had uh, a platinum trophy or if it had really any good trophies at all because quite frankly as we talked about the list sucks there's five trophies they're all just basically for beating the game on different difficulties like what the hell are you doing you know And unfortunately for me, I was playing through the game, got about halfway through, and went to go save my game and realized I was playing on easy, not on normal. So the the trophies do stack, but 
I wasn't going to get a stack. So I beat the game and I popped one trophy for the entire 15 hour experience, 20 hour experience. <laughs> and it was a bronze for beating it on easy. So I've literally beaten a game and I'm at 4% completion for it. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I just, I don't know. I must have been, uh, I'm, I think what it was is I had had a few drinks when I started the game a few weeks ago. And I was like, I just want to do this for fun. Fuck it. You know? And then I was, so I just started on easy and didn't realize it. So. Wow. Yeah. Don't, don't drink in the game, man. <sighs> yeah, Please. no, for sure. Don't do that. Um, I've started a second playthrough on normal. I don't know how quickly I'm going to get through it or whatever. But I was like, I can't let it stand that my completion is at 4% for this fucking game. You know, that that is ridiculous. So anyway, I just wanted to rant a little bit about that. Um, the trophies, like I said, do suck for the game. And they need to do something about this if they're going to port the second game. If they do the same sort of like just the difficulty levels, I'm going to be really pissed. So just as an example of like some stuff that you could do, right? Here's like just I'm just going to read you two trophies that I wrote, right? For I wrote 10. I wrote a full list, but I'm just for the sake of time. Here's a couple. Okay. Uh, delicious banquet. Kill ten rats with flame arrows in the sewers. Easy mm. enough. Easy enough. Uh, nice one. Nice one. Yeah. Cosplay king. Equip the elven scale mail in Act Two as the dwarven fighter. Okay. Easy enough. Easy enough. These things are not hard, guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Like. Let's hear the others. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Seraxis slain. Defeat Seraxis in the ice caves in Act Two. Oh, right. wow. Easy I'm going to come up with that one. Yeah, easy peasy, right? Like, come on. Like, how do they not come up with these things? How, what else uh, we got? I got for one, this is a little bit edgy. Come play with me, my lord. Right? That is for romancing, oh. romancing the tavern keeper in the first act. <laughs> nice, nice. They're nice. Uh, the eye of the beholder. Uh, examine the beholder in the elf song tavern in act one. Like, he's I like just, see, I mean, you guys, like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah, come on. It's, uh, it's really not hard. It's really not hard. Um, so heavy I can barely run. <laughs> Equip full plate mail set as the Dwarven Fighter. Right? Because the joke in that, there's an armor rating, and then there's a weight rating for the, the armor you wear in the game. And when you have mm -hmm. on the heaviest armor, you can, like, barely carry anything else. <laughs> so, mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we call leg day. <laughs> leg day, yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> we'll skip leg day. I <laughs> uh, got one here for hoarding. Hold over three hundred and fifty arrows as the archer because the arrows all weigh something as well, so you're not supposed uh -huh. to carry a ton of them either. Um, yeah, so just stuff like that, right? Like this is very, very simple, very straightforward. Anyone at this studio could have sat down for half an hour and been like, "What's some cool things that like we can do to suggest different ways to play the game?" or different uh you know quests or things to look at but they just said fuck it no just beat it and it's just mm -hmm. so lazy it's so unacceptable and they got my money anyway because it's a great game so if i wonder you, how like yeah. it, if they just like pooped this game out basically because like i don't know if it was maybe it was last minute and they were under a lot of pressure because like without the online functionality and yeah. a trophy list that like i've never seen a list like this it's yeah. so bad i mean i guess disney afternoon collection was like that as well sure yeah. where it was just beating the game yeah but but there was just more games there was just more games right and there was just more games beat mm -hmm. but it was beat just beat it no you're not wrong right. i do think they just shit it out because there is the new dark alliance coming out in june and i think they realize like hey we can just throw this thing out here and build a little bit of buzz 
for like mm-hmm. the older titles that'll help maybe people buy the new one. So they just threw it out there and it did well enough apparently that they're considering putting out the second one. Mm. Uh which is an interesting point purely because the second game is incredibly hard to find a physical copy of nowadays. It's actually mm. one of the most expensive original Xbox games you can find. So if they put it out on PS4 that would be great just as a like a way to have it and own the game. So mm-hmm. Anyway, so that's Baldur's Gate. Um, I've also been playing Knockout City, though not nearly as much as Slugger and Skrillis have been. Those guys are going balls deep. Get it? Get oh, it? good one. Right? Uh, but here's what, here's what I have to say about the game, okay? It's incredibly good. It is a very, very proficient multiplayer online suite in the sense that there's a really easy way to come in and learn the controls, so it's a low bar of entry with an incredibly high skill ceiling, and deep mechanics. So maybe there's only four or five maps. Maybe there's only a couple game modes, but it doesn't really matter. When you think about the great multiplayer games over the years, Rocket League, for example, or even if you go back further to like Halo or Counter-Strike, right? The, the premise is pretty simple. It's about the skill expression when you're playing the game. And Knockout mm-hmm. City has that in spades. It's incredibly good. I can't recommend it enough if you're looking for a multiplayer online game. To play with friends, right? I playing by myself is not really that fun. So, but with people, it's really good. And uh, yeah. people are already really good at this game. So when we played it like launch weekend, there was the free trial that they had. You know, we were kicking ass. You guys, it's a familiar tune, familiar story. Same thing that happened with us when we played Rogue Company with Fall Guys, right? We start off and we're kicking butt. And then I didn't play for about a week, and I came back and I was like, holy moly, people are good at this game now. So mm. I would just reiterate again. If you're going to play a multiplayer game, get the game when it comes out. I know maybe you don't want to play full price or you don't know. I get it. Like, and I, the trophy I totally list do. stuff's not out either. So it's a bit hard to, you know, you got to pull the trigger before you know how hard the right. trophies could be. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a tough thing. I know. But if you are really caring about, you know, some of these games that have these trophies of like get 100 wins or like level up to x level or you know stuff like that or even the level specific and miscellaneous trophies in the game are going to be easier to do when no one knows what the hell is going on so don't buy multiplayer games on sale to on sale two years later and expect to have a great platinum hunt experience not going to happen guys you need to buy it when it comes out that's very few games i'll say that for but like if you're interested yeah. in getting the Call of Duty Platinum for this year or the Battlefield 6 Platinum for this year right away, you should probably just get the game when it comes out. You're going to have your best experience that way. Um, yeah, Fall Guys fooled us, though. I do. I still got to point that out because we got in there early. Yeah. We thought Infallible was just, oh, win five games. That's not too bad. Sure. Sure. And, uh, you know, but <laughs> here we are. I here think we it, are. I think it's the randomness of it. It, it was what made that one hard. We already know that's such an RNG trophy, right? But you're you're right. You're definitely right. Right. You don't know that when it when it comes out. For sure. For sure. I see your point. Yeah. Um. And it's, the, a, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. It is. Yeah. And and the trophy list is incredibly glitchy in Knockout City, or at least it was for me the first couple uh play sessions I had. I would do the specific requirements for a trophy, and it would not pop for me, but it would pop for someone else in the party, or you know, vice versa. It's really unacceptable, guys, for these, like, very simple triggers on trophies to not work like that. Like, for example, there's a trophy to get a kill while you're riding on this wrecking ball on a specific map, okay? It's, I it's, came in like a wrecking, wrecking ball. ball. There you go. Little I never meant to. 
anyway so <laughs> so um yeah i've done that quite a few times and it doesn't work and it's like this is not a complex code trigger right just it's very simple if player is standing here and x happens then then trophy pops it's so easy for them to test this before the game comes out that it works that it is crazy to me that it is not working um it'll probably get fixed relatively soon with these types of trophies because it's a newer game it's going to get patched regularly but it's just like come on man like four or five hours that i put into the game were pretty much useless the first few play sessions i had because none of the trophies were going to pop so it was pretty frustrating and the last thing that i will talk about because i've been talking for years is the uh mass effect trilogy i did buy the legendary collection and i'm thinking maybe mass effect one will be my 50th platinum milestone so I am at 47 right now, 48 mm -hmm. I'm hoping will be Village, 49 will be Knockout City, maybe, mm -hmm. uh, it might take a while for Knockout City, so maybe that'll mm -hmm. be 50 and, and Mass Effect will be 49, but um, I really like the game so far, I'm only about two hours in, I don't have a ton to say, but other than that, I've never played the games before, so this is all fresh for me, and nice. it's scratching <laughs> an itch that I had for sort of an old school 2007 era like rpg and it's a lot right. of fun so i'll keep have you guys you updated become a Spectre yet uh i have just gotten to the citadel and put my team together or like recruited mm -hmm. some people for my team i'm going very slow the way that i like to play these games is like i read all the codex entries i talk to everybody i exhaust the dialogue options etc so it's going to take me a while uh to get through it so no i have not become a specter yet I don't think. nice yeah yeah take your time with that game it's really good when you kind of like read all the the codex entries like you're doing talk to people do a lot of the side missions it's, yeah it's a fun game for sure what it's all about is it not yeah i mean if you're gonna get into a massive like open world space exploration game i'm not gonna just mainline the story <laughs> it's, you know seems kind of disingenuous so that's what i got going on uh daryl what have you been playing nice so I have also been playing Resident Evil 8. I started it up uh, a week ago. I played a very small amount of it. Um, at, I'm at the party calling where uh, you just met like all the, the different village leaders. And then, you know, you get chased by, you know, a group of them. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm there at that point. Mm -hmm. uh, I have not played it. But like you said, a lot of the highlights for the game for me so far is how well the game runs and looks. It's a very nice looking game. I remember being shocked like after you see that Village of Shadows opening where you're being read the uh, story from Mia. Yep. And then the transition to, you know, Ethan's point of view, it was really nice. I was like, whoa, this looks good. Mm -hmm. And I spent a lot of time I'm just exploring the house just because I knew there was going to be a lot of like um, Easter eggs from like Resident Evil 7. So I, I took some time to, you know, go through some of the newspaper articles through the different rooms. I did see that there was a George Trevor Easter egg. I'm not sure if you found that, Colin. Yeah, that it was, was in one of the rooms. Yeah, it was really cool, actually, to see that. And he's yeah, the architect I, of the I really uh, like Spencer that. Mansion, if people don't know. So it ties back all the mm -hmm. way to, like, the very first game. Yeah, that was a really cool Easter egg to find. 
and I laughed during that whole um, house sequence because, you know, in order to explore the house, you have to take Rose to her crib. And instead of like going straight to the room to put Rose to bed, I was just exploring the whole house first. Like yep. that was in the back of my mind, putting Rose to bed. It's like, no, you know what? We'll eventually get to your crib. But honey, I need to explore the house because um, I'm OCD like that. You know, <laughs> I got to check and make sure I read all the collectibles, all the, all the different things in the house, you know, run out all of Mia's dialogue. You know, yeah. I had to do all that before I took care of my daughter first. So. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> the game's pretty fun i i like seeing the werewolves in the game the werewolves are a really cool addition to the whole monster you know characters and stuff like that it was really cool to see them and i like it i just have to get back to it i have not played a lot but yeah. it's a fun game i i definitely did like what i played you are probably and... five or not five minutes you're probably like 20 to 25 minutes away from like where the game really begin begins right everything you're doing now is pretty scripted it stay it stays that way like it'll let you explore a little bit and do like a little bit of side stuff but then it kind of puts you back on this track up into a point and then it's like okay do do your thing so i think once you hit that point you're really gonna start to dig the game a lot more yeah, I had a pretty uh pretty intense time with the um you know, when you when you're getting uh attacked by the werewolves. Yeah, the that siege one in the small beginning. Part of the village. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was pretty tough, man. It kind of reminded me of like Leon Kennedy and Resident Evil 4 where you have to like hold out similarly with the villagers coming at you. Yep. Yeah, yep. it reminded me of that. But it was pretty rough cuz you know the the werewolves are a little bit more agile and stronger. Yeah. Are you playing on normal or what are you playing on? Yeah, I'm playing on normal for now. Yep. There you go. The way to do it. Yeah. And I've also been playing Ghost of Tsushima. That's like my next big AAA game that I'm going to focus on. Uh, it's a really great game. You know, I'm liking what I've played so far. I have like 11% on it so far. But right now, what I'm doing is the island of Tsushima itself is broken into three different segments. So before you can like progress to the next segment, you have to like complete like the requirements of Act One before you can move on. Mm. But for me, I kind of want to just complete everything in that first uh, part of the map first before I continue. So I'm doing like all the collectibles, starting up all the tales. Um, what really sucks, though, is like some of the Tales of Tsushima, you can only do so much before you can move on and you can only access the next part of it once you've gotten to the next part of the island. So my my original plan was to like knock out all of the tails. I think there's like one tail and it's broken up into like nine different submissions you can do, but I've only been able to do like four and I can't do the next five until I go to the next part of the island. So, you know, it, that that part kind of sucks because it forces me to do the act before I can even attempt to do the rest of the tale. Mm-hmm. But so far, I'm having fun with the game. You know, I've been taking out a lot of the Mongol outposts, doing the collectibles. The collectibles are really cool, how they have those set up. I think it really, like, 
taps into like the Japanese culture, which is really nice, like doing some of the the bamboo, uh, what do you call it, the mini games, where you have to like um like slice the bam- bamboos, but you have to like press the buttons. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's really cool. Um, yeah, it's it's a really well designed game. I'm having fun with it. I'm just really bummed that it took me so long to play this game because it definitely required you know playing it day one when I first picked it up. I'm just a little embarrassed that it's taking me so long to play it. Yeah, I feel like it's been recommended to me by my other friends who played games. They're not not even necessarily trophy hunters, but a few of them even platinumed it because they were like they really liked the game and. Because uh, first-party Platinums are not that hard to get anymore. Uh, but also, like, yeah, I, I've heard it's one of the better exclusives recently. Like, people, I was like, should I play Horizon or should I play Ghost? And almost unanimously, everyone's like, like Horizon's not nearly as good as Ghost of Tsushima. Um, I know it's not the same studio, and there's a few years in between there. But just in terms of, like, big exclusives on the on the platform, Ghost is uh, really up there. So, Yeah, I've heard the same thing, too. Just... You know how easy of a game it is, and just the setting is really nice. It's a uh, it's really cool of a game. I'm pretty excited to play it finally. Like after Friday the Thirteenth, you know, it really opened up for me as to what game I, I wanted to play, and I was already like had my mindset on Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. So yeah, it's finished another that? banger of a long grind too. <laughs> Don't remind me, man. Yeah. But yeah. That game, um, I'm playing through it, but I'm gonna leave out the legends mode just so I can play with like the rest of the Discord. I know Eli, you have the game as well. That's so right. I'm just gonna knock out the base game, get the platinum, but or get the platinum, but just leave that mode for like everybody else that has been wanting to play the game. So I don't think any of us in the Discord have touched uh Legends mode. And I hear that's a really good one. So it'd be cool to like just go in there fresh with like other people who haven't played a game. Yeah, it'll be like and... for honor all over again. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> it will hopefully, be. Hopefully not. Hopefully <laughs> not. <laughs> but at uh, least Ghost of Tsushima is a better game compared to the yeah. other one, the For Honor. So we'll we'll have some fun. And I've also been playing Fall Guys. And I'm happy to say that Fall Guys is my 40th plat. Let's go! Let's go! It was a hard one to get. I will admit that. It was one that I pretty sure, you know, convinced myself I would never get because of the infallible trophy. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm glad that we had that glitch. So I was this trophy or this platinum was possible again. So I got that one. Even though we got the infallible trophy out the way, it was still incredibly difficult to get like everything else. Getting the episode wins for one, I had a really hard time trying to get wins consistently. I would think every time I had a Fall Guys session, I would say out of like the two to three hours, I would probably get like two or three wins. Bro, are you kidding me? That's a lot of wins. And you fucking flew past me, my dude. Yeah, I did. You did kick it. You flew right past me. I did. I mean, there's a few bro. days where I won one, like, but I was playing it consistently. <laughs> there was a few days I won zero <laughs> in a row. Not only that, there's a few, there's a day where you went 12 finals with no win. Yeah. What the fuck is that? 
Yeah, incredibly you difficult. It. You were killing it. Don't sell yourself short, Daryl. Hey, I was on the mission, man. I was on the mission. Yep, he was, dude. The man, the myth, the legend, some say. <laughs> the ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> Oh, the ghost of Fall Guys. <laughs> yeah. I had to play dirty to get some of those wins, man. I had to start griefing. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I got don't, the platinum. Don't very grief, happy. Don't grief on Fall Guys. Just by the way, oh, you, if people are listening, yeah. don't do it. Okay, if you grab, you grief, you're gonna get got. Okay, the game knows you're going to get griefed, you're going to get team tail tag, you're going to get jinxed, you're going to get hoopsie daisy, you're going to get insert your least favorite minigame here dot text. Okay, just fucking don't do it. Don't listen to calling grief. It's fun. You know, try it for the first time. You know, if you don't like it, you know, don't do it. But if you like it, stick with it. Because that's what happened to me. I was griefing, guys. It was so fun, man. It was so fun to get. Oh, my God. I think I should agree. I think that's the strategy behind his consistency. Because I listened to Colin, I got fucked. Okay, hard. you're gonna listen to him. You're gonna listen to Daryl over the guy who got 20 wins in season one without grieving. I think. I think so. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yes. All right. All right. Because anyway, he did it in season continue. four. You're washed now. I'm so. washed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at like 58 wins in this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. All right. Anyway, try to break that up. <laughs> bullshit right there (laughs) (laughs) this trophy you know after i popped the platinum it it kind of you know i understand where a lot of the uh people who got the 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 trophy or the platinum legit because it kind of reminded me of my friday at the 13th experience yeah just like how everybody did all the trophies to boosting like Mm -hmm. The only thing that I did boosting wise with Friday the thirteenth was just the matches. Everything else I did legitimately, like getting all the kills, uh you know, escaping from the map a certain number of times, and I did all that legit minus the, the matches. So I, I can feel, you know, with the uh Fall Guys, you know, those who got the, the trophy g- genuinely. So I understand where they're coming from, but Yeah. You no. Know, we all have our games where we take pride in, and you know Friday the Thirteenth was like that for me. Like, man, some people boosted on this game while I did pretty much everything legit. Yeah, I'm not gonna remove the Fall Guys Platinum from my list. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't, no, I don't feel that that the uh, infallible glitch. We talked about it a lot last time, but I don't feel the in- infallible glitch invalidates the rest of that list at all. So yeah. I feel pretty good about it still. I really do. And yeah, that's it for me. So I had a pretty. I didn't play as much, but I I did play like you know I did, I did get a platinum. I did start a brand new game, so I had a pretty good week. Sure, yeah, hell yeah, man. Or a good. Couple I've been weeks. playing. Yeah, I've been playing Fall Guys too. Imagine that. Woo! <laughs> and it's I got the platinum as well, and Woo! I'm just nice. so <laughs> illustrious for this being completed. <laughs> I cannot believe it actually happened, dude. I cannot believe it. It's a it's pretty amazing. Yep. It's wild. You went from hating the game, had it uninstalled, never going to touch it again, to still, now you have I the Platinum. I still hate it. But you, but you agree, though, right? Now that you have the <laughs> Platinum and we were playing with some community members the other night, just like kind of helping them for fun, it's a lot more enjoyable when you're not worried about uh, the trophies. Yeah. Still true. It's, it's like actually uh, super fun. I'm going to keep the game installed for when Season 5 comes out and try to get, oh try to get level 50 in that. You know what I mean? 
You gotta like no, hop off the me. game before they decide to add DLC trophies. Yeah, bro, don't keep it popping, dude. Mm, mm. Yeah. Well, there's still a few out. people in the community who need like one or two more trophies, right? That's really the only reason I have it installed still. But anyway, continue. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, but yeah, I was really going nuts with this last win for 20. I was I was fortunate enough to have gotten everything else in season one. You know, boss, like uh, apparently Colin is. Oh. Uh, besides the season 20 wins and infallible, of course. Um, so after getting infallible, I can't believe I did that, dude. I just, I was like, I was done with it. It was deleted. It was gone forever. I had surrendered to the Fall Guys trophies, ruining my fucking list. Uh, but then when it came up, I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's see. So uh, then we had a, we had a, we got three wins and then we had an amazing night where we got five wins with only one slip up in there. So we'll just act like that didn't happen. And uh, so that's a bit of a justification for infallible for me. Yeah, you had four in a row, well, didn't but, you? you? know, we had, well, we think we had three and then two. Oh, okay. And there was but that's one still slip like, up in the again, middle there. That's really good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then after that night. I was sure I needed either one or three wins because I had notes from season one that I was on like nine or 11 and I lost that note, but I like added it up because we got the three wins and then the five wins. So I was either at like 17 or 19 and uh, I couldn't get a fucking goddamn son of a bitch piece of shit pussy fart win, dude. You couldn't do it. It was tragic. (laughs) (laughs) I was in the finals way too much. Yeah, that's this game. I'm going to start raging, dude. Yeah, he was in the final. I mean... I remember I was there. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to start I don't want to start raging right now on uh on the show. But I teamed up with uh with Slugger one night. He came in and helped me and he fucking clutched it so hard, dude. He clutched it and clenched it. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh was that. What, what what map was it or what finale was it that he The rollout it? one? Oh, I hate that one. Yeah, the dude. Rollout finale. Dude, it was like I got I got grabbed. They had a fucking grabbers and uh See? See, at one point it was like it was either like one to three or like two to three. And then like our other guy, it was like really close. And then it ended up one to one. And he fucking he clutched it, dude. It was wild. And uh, it turns out I only needed one win. And that was that. All she wrote. I'll never see you again. Fall guys. <laughs> Peace. Hell yeah. Good yep. job, man. That's that's awesome. And uh, also, I have a little secret I must admit to you guys. Oh, no. Part, part of my rage was because I had a game I really wanted to get to before this episode. Mm. And there were a few rumors in the Discord, and I decided to make them a reality. So here's the truth. Okay. I've been playing Astro's Playroom. Oh! What? What? How? <laughs> On my PS5. You got a PS5? <laughs> you bitch! Yeah, How'd you get one? <laughs> I'm gonna uh, fucking kill you. <laughs> so the rumors I had a PS5 based on me having that reason to wait for Ghost of Tsushima's Ghost of Ghost of Tsushima, uh, <laughs> which was a really which yeah, Katsu Katsu. It was a really good catch from Slugger, but I truly had not had it yet. I literally, I but I literally got it the next day. How did you get it? Um, how did I get it? Like, what site did you? What platform did you buy uh, off of? Oh, so, so it was GameStop. What? It was GameStop. The fucking. Yeah, so, go ahead. Yeah, talk, those <laughs> those rumors. Then Banana was like, "Oh, who gets a who gets a PS5 and keeps it a secret?" Mm-hmm. Well, well, sir, it is I. Yep. <laughs> who doth conceal thy burning heresy? 
That is me. Oh. Wow. Wow, dude. Wow. So and... are you going to get Ratchet and fucking Clank, brother? Yeah, plan on it. Oh, my God. So, uh, yeah. So there was, a, there was a GameStop drop, and I, I signed on, and I got it. But it was, um, you know, now I see, I see why MLB The Show is selling so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it came with that. It came with MLB The Show. Uh, it was oh. like a little bundle. It was Got a little it. bundle, so it was a little more than I wanted to spend. But I was like, "Fuck it, dude! It's in my car. I'm checking out. I'm buying this." Right. You're, um, I mean, you might so not came, get it again till next year. So yeah. So it came with Spider-Man, Miles Morales, MLB The Show 21, and that extra controller. Oh, nice. Damn. So I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna sell the controller and the MLB get one of the uh, black controllers. Wow. I just gotta add. So the whole reveal with Eli's PS5 is news to us as well so all the listeners are yeah this, you're, i didn't, we didn't know this before in fact in fact we talked about how annoying it was that the amazon drop has already sold out like a yeah. day ago and it's like a bummer lied about it you know <laughs> dude it's been so hard so I, this was the rumors were oh two weeks ago i guess because after the episode right no a week ago right and then i think it was tuesday because i got it on or wednesday i got it on thursday I got in my. I paid for it Thursday, and then it came Memorial Day weekend. It came on Sunday, and uh, I've been. And then so like I was not going to risk losing my Fall Guys stats to my PS5 because like uh, I, I couldn't imagine the pain if they got restarted and I had to get 20 wins again. And I know that one's not glitched, but like Slugger's uh, race wins was glitched, and I was just there's there's no fucking way I'm doing that. So I stayed on Fall Guys for the week and just had my. PS5 sitting here, which was also tragic. Um, excuse me. Uh, yeah. So it was hard to keep it a secret. I really wanted to talk about it. Oh man. But, uh, well, and also you must have been appearing offline, right? Because we would have seen it. So yeah, I hadn't started it up until Wednesday after the platinum, after I got Fall Guys plat. Right. And then I started it up, hooked it up to the internet, and all that stuff. Cool, man. Um, oh. But so you're doing Astros. Team. That's a great choice. Uh, what mm-hmm. about what's your thoughts on like the controller, the haptic feedback, you know, all um, that kind of crap? What do you think about the console like overall? One one quick point about MLB The Show since I got it and, I'm oh, sorry. It and I'll never see it again. Yep. But um, Luke Hopp, our resident Xbox expert, as mm-hmm. I call him, uh, pointed out that the MLB The Show achievements are weighted in three specific point values. Those being 70, 40, and 20. So, uh, you know, it's pretty interesting. Gives us a good idea how the PS trophies would play out on the Xbox. I just thought that was... There's no other Xbox game that has only those values. Mm -hmm. They're all like 5, 10, you know, 100s, 80s, all kinds of weird shit. But since this is a PlayStation previously exclusive game, you know, they're weighted differently. Sure, sure. Sorry to interrupt the PS5 discussion, but I had to point, I had to point that out. I thought it was pretty interesting. Fact. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but so Astro's Playroom, you know, this was a pretty dope pack-in, and it really packed it in. And it kind of, you know, it goes over those features you kind of asked about. So, you know, the first time I pulled the adaptive triggers, I about shit my pants. It scared mm-hmm. the living daylight out of me, dude. Because mm-hmm. it was like... <clears throat> <laughs> like it blasted a rocket mm. or some shit and i and i and i pooed a little 
like you're sitting in a rocket and it just blasts off and so like when you pull it it like clicks hard and then like shakes and rumbles and the you know you're flying in a rocket on screen so it's a bit scary it's a bit scary at first you know it's just about like resident <laughs> evil 7 kind of scary well it's, it's um, like it's one of those things where i don't know well it sounds really cool but like i don't even play with vibration on the current iteration of the controller like i almost feel like i would like turn all that shit off because it just makes your battery die so fast anyway yeah i haven't i haven't experienced any battery issues yet but awesome. i also haven't played for like 10 hours at a time sure um like you always do of course yeah, I always have that much time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but after I, you know, after I got over the fact of how weird it was, it was a lot of fun running around the world uh, as a little robot. And, uh, you know, the response of the, this platformer felt really good. Um, I was a fan. I mean, the haptics like that were, it was, it was jarring at first. And I think that's where, like, kind of the people were complaining about their hands hurting. Um that was definitely part of it. The controller is a bit bigger, and like, bro, that shit, that shit vibrates hard. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, you can feel the, you can feel the raindrops when it starts raining, and you run through sand and mud, and you can, you know, it vibrates a little differently, and everything kind of goes like horizontal across the controller too. So like, if there's wind blowing in from the right side, um. Like it blows from your right hand, and you can feel it kind of go over to the left. Like you can feel that, uh, the the direction as well. So it's pretty cool. That is that is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as far as Astro's Playroom, like I really I really enjoyed it. Like it was all PlayStation oriented. Even the grass tips were like the sacred symbols. You know, like like flower petals or whatever. But they were all like squares and triangles and all that shit. It was just it was just really really well thought out world. I fucking I really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I mean um, that's obviously one that eventually I'll. It's the pack-in game, right? It comes with the console, so I'm definitely gonna be getting that shit too. Mm-hmm. Definitely gonna be platinum in that. Yeah, and you get you get all these artifacts of old PlayStation peripherals, and boy, they were thorough. You could like spin them around and look at them, uh, and like from the motion controller. So it was basically like it was in your hand. So if you had your controller in your hand and you flip the controller upside down, the top would be facing you, you know, and you can the bat and then the back would be facing if you kept going sure so that was that was pretty dope and they were they were really beautiful looking models i enjoyed looking at those um and like that motion was it was really precise like it was you know it didn't feel like one of those weird games where you're like rotating a collectible around or whatever right um it was it was pretty dope um one thing i didn't like was that everything looked so cute in the game that at first, you know, I had a hard time telling the enemies apart from the friendly bots. Uh, <laughs> but I caught on. I caught on. I'm a little slow, but we got there. Yeah, um, dude. And the beats were dope. The, the music was great. The, the OST, as you guys would call it, was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, each level was named something related to the PS5, like the SSD Speedway, the GPU Jungle, the Memory Meadows, and the Cooling Springs. Uh, and they all had, like, some chill synth beat to accompany it. And... Uh, might have some of those st- songs stuck in my head, you know. Ask, ask, D. That's just gonna be in my head for <laughs> for a while, dude. <laughs> the GPU songs like GPU, show me what you can do. I will rasterize it for you. Some shit like that. I was like, uh, okay, they're pretty good. Okay. I was digging the jams. I was digging the jams, and they fit each um, world. Um, 
the vocals weren't like out of the world but like if you sat and listened you could hear what they were saying it was very thoughtful like everything was super thoughtful um if you took the time to to you know spot it out i spotted in an in the gpu jungle there was like all these game references of these little bots uh like acting out scenes with the cameraman and i saw like horizon crash bandicoot uncharted there's even like a little souls game reenactment uh there was a bloodborne one with the demon hunter hat i took a picture of that i'll try to post it but i've been hiding so you know yeah um, i heard there's a resident evil reference in there somewhere too and like there are all kinds of oh, stuff actually. that's probably one i didn't find yeah they were like all over but the gpu jungles where i saw like a lot of big ones and they were a lot easier to find uh the Last of Us, God of War one, so yeah, there was a, it's a pretty pretty fun experience. I'm sure there were plenty more, like you said, but those were the ones that had stuck out to me. Sure. Um, and then there were some freaking motion levels, dude. Of course, it's like underwater levels, you know. I uh, was not a big fan of these. There was like a flying level where you use those rocket adaptive triggers to like fly a ship around and um. Actually, there was there was like a in the speedway, there was a level where you had a, a hang glider type deal. And I was like, oh, cool. It's like motion control. And I was like, dude, I suck at this. Why can't I move? But I figured out it wasn't motion controlled in that level. It was like just by the stick. So, again, I was a little bit slow on figuring that out, but I got there. Uh, but there was that there was the level with the rocket and the adaptive triggers. That one wasn't too bad. Kind of felt like Rocket League with boost. So, you know, I fit right in there. Sure, but sure. The, the the worst one was this frog jumping level where you had to like tilt the controller and like jump as a frog with the trigger. Like you like wound up and then spring. That shit was trash, dude. That was what, not fun. What was it like? Was it was it was it do again? Spring. There you go. Cool. It was like that. Just want to double check. Uh, make sure you got that. Yeah. Yep. Uh one creative thing I thought they did was there was a monkey climbing level. And um and you like grabbed each you had to like, all right, R2 and, R, R2 and L2 were your hands as the monkey. And like you grabbed with, they would control each of your hands grabbing the rocks on, ahead of you. And then like you had to like tilt your controller like 45 to the right to get like your right arm to go up. And then you tilt it to the left to get your left arm to go up. And then grab as you got to the top of that like tilt. It was awkward at first, but... I think it was really, really well done. And uh, that level was, those levels were pretty fun. Um, but that, that frog, hopping, frog hopping level had the worst trophy as well. I should point out that you had to bump a volleyball on your head five times in a row. And again, I was a bit slow and thought you had to like juggle five at a time. But you just had to bump one on your head five times in a row. And that shit drove me nuts because I was like, every other trophy was so easy when you get your expectations like that. Um, it just kind of like, it gets really frustrating when there's one you actually have to do something for. So, oh, that makes know. sense. Makes sense. <laughs> get your expectations up like that. You get, you get let down, my friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I'm sure you know we went over this on the show, but it was a pretty, pretty simple list. And I did try out the hints. I had to give it a shot just for a few collectibles. Um, I had collected most of them in the first two levels that I chose because you can do them in any order. But the first two levels I did, I found everything and then like I started started falling apart. So I used it, it helped quite a bit. It shows you 
how to get close. It doesn't like run up actually in the video and get it, but it it leads you there. Okay, um, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but it's you could get everything pretty naturally. Um, some of the puzzle pieces were start rushing through the level and having fun. You 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 you'll walk right past them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Well, so my yep. my question is to you. So you talked about potentially getting Ratchet and Clank, but you sold or you're going to sell MLB The Show. Are you planning on getting Demon Souls or any other PS5 game or PS5 version of a game, or are you still going to be playing your backlog of PS4 stuff for right now? I'm going to move to PS5 stuff, hopefully. Okay. You don't have to say more than that, obviously, but I just was curious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> interesting the next I, backlog i know yeah I, because that's like my like little stress point like so i was looking because you made me really upset i was looking at StockX and like yeah you can buy <laughs> i could buy a ps5 right now right for like 740 bucks if i wanted um mm-hmm. but i'm like dude like i already have like so many games installed on my ps4 like maybe what i should do is just everything that's installed on my ps4 right now like that's it <laughs> like that's it you know once i'm done with everything on there then I'll move on to the next console or something. Mm. But yeah. Mm. Anyway, you fuck. But yeah, I'm de- yeah. <laughs> I finished up my first PS5 experience in platinum. Yeah, it must be uh, nice. How to do? Nice. There was a little little gotcha machine in it as well, and like a little room with all your collectibles in it. It was really cool. Some miscellaneous stuff to do. You actually, one of the trophies is to pick up a trophy in that room. Hey, which hell I yeah! Was pretty cool. I picked up the platinum for show for show. It's pretty meta. Should have. I should have made that my fucking trophy like i screwed up and should have made it your left. platinum screenshot huh yeah i yep. left the stupid fucking monkey one where you have to fall 99 feet and not die thing as my last one so like it's my monkey falling on its butt and like going ouch 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 this is my fucking platinum it's like uh, whatever whatever no we'll make it up next time yeah yeah <laughs> so um, i got a question i got a question for you eli mm-hmm. so all these PS5 how can you live titles? with yourself that's what i want to <laughs> ask <laughs> I just Were you use my PS5 these? as a pillow. That's how I sleep. <laughs> Were you hiding these off your trophy list? I, oh, I yeah. just have your profile up right now, and now it's revealed. Mm-hmm. I was hiding, yeah. bro. Astros Playroom, con- Concept Destruction, Destruction All-Stars. Yeah. I, I didn't know if those were up this whole time, so I'm curious. No, I hid. I hid hard. Oh, there you and go, I hit you good. sneaky bastard. That's right. So yeah, I did play Concept Destruction. I finally, I finally got that one. Uh, it was a Rattalaki, Rattalaka game. Not sure exactly what I was thinking, but I like the idea of this game. Um, you know, of course, it's a different type of game, so it intrigued me. Uh, it's a destruction derby type game where you drive in a cardboard model and uh, with like a tri- a double A battery inside of it, driving on a table. You know, with giant sized objects like pens and whatnot uh and things you'd find on a desk like like toy story or army men mm-hmm. and then there were like cardboard set pieces like a football stadium and pizza boxes um shit like that to make it to make it interesting the co- the controls in this were a bit a bit awful uh as far as a driving game so it was one of those uh power through these cheap trophies um but when I bought the upgraded car, it was a lot more fun and enjoyable uh, than the starting car. You had a lot less control with the new car, but the speed and damage were totally worth it. It was just it was just flying around erratic and like uncontrollably and just destroying the other cars because you can actually 
change in the options. Uh, you know, you can change your consumable consumption and like damage taken and the amount of enemies. So that made it a ton easier when I finally found that out and stopped being slow again. Um, and you can change, you can even change the set limits for idle and like the no crashing penalties. So yeah, it's just, you can pretty much break it. Um, but yeah, I mopped that one up. Just, I don't know what I was, I was thinking. It wasn't as fun as Iron Snout or Gravity Duck and shit like that, but if you want to change it up for an easy plat, I would I would recommend it. You know, I was looking for yeah a quick pop. Maybe I'll maybe I'll do an easy plat after each PS5 exclusive. I don't know. Maybe that's what I was thinking. But interesting. You know, yeah, played a little shitty uh, Destruction Derby type game, and then uh, you know start Destruction All Stars here. I just turned it on, got through like the menu thing, but. I haven't. I don't. I don't want to speak too much on it yet because I haven't played a bunch. Sure, but that's as far. That's as much as I had for what I've been playing. So, if you guys, cool. You know, you got any other questions for the new PS5 owner? I'm open. Um, <laughs> yeah. How do you live with yourself? Number one. Uh, and, no. So, um, mo- I'm curious, Daryl, what your take is on getting a PS5 now? Because it's been a while since we've like really talked about if your intention is to try to get one still this year or if you're kind of like cool waiting you know it when i talk to my friends who are still on ps4 it's kind of a mixed bag some of them really want it some of them are like i'm not dealing with this like supply constraint bullshit i'll wait until i can like just go into a store and buy it you know and i'm like that's fair like so yeah i don't know just kind of curious what your thinking is on if you're going to try to get one yeah my stance is still pretty much the same like i would like to own one but then i just come back to realizing that i have so many games that i still need to play and i i can't justify buying a console when i'm probably going to end up doing the same thing with the ps5 it's just like i'm gonna get a bunch of games not play them and then it's gonna be too many games that i can't decide whether to play on the ps4 or ps5 yeah for sure for sure yeah so when I was talking about I had like a reason to wait, that's I wasn't talking about getting the PS5. Um, I was looking at 60 FPS games on the PS4. Yeah. After I found out that Near Replicant actually runs at 60 frames on um on the PS4, uh, 1080p 60 on PS4, and then you know I saw Terminator Resistant had a PS5 upgrade for free. Which I thought was cool because we covered it, right? And uh, thought I'd put that out there. But there's like a bunch of other. So I was looking into all this stuff, and I wanted to, since I've been stuck on the PC, I wanted to, um, I wanted to get the best experience on my PlayStation because going back to 30 is pretty tough from like 144. Um, but okay. the, <laughs> I mean, I get like 250 on Rocket League, but my monitor displays max 155. So I stick to 144. But anyways, so Doom Doom 2016 apparently runs 60 frames. Yep. I think. Uh, and uh, Advanced Warfare and the Metro series run at 60 frames. Wolfenstein, the first two run at 60 frames. Tomb Raider, uh, I think the, the second one, Rise, runs at 60 frames. Um, and then like Neo and Trine, some of the Trines do as well. Darksider Warmaster, which you already did, Daryl. Um, Dark Souls 2, Shadow Warrior, Resogun, Sonic Forces, Victor Vran. So I was looking into doing doing that type of stuff until I got a PS5. But right. maybe you guys maybe you guys could take <clears throat> that type of route. Yeah, interesting. With, uh, you know, getting you can still get 60 frames on your PS4. Yeah. If that's what you're if was that if that's what you're after. 
Yeah, it, the, the the frame stuff is like really whatever for me. Like I'm sure I'll I'll appreciate it a ton when I actually have a PS5 and can notice it more. But that's not really the appeal of the upgrade for me. It's more so mm-hmm. just like the loading time sounds really cool and just like the fact that it's the new toy on the block, right? And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there isn't really still a game that's like I need it. You know, like the Demon Souls is probably the closest thing, and I've kind of waned on my excitement for that like i'm gonna play it obviously when i when i can but i'm not dying to play it and then ratchet and clank is like it's cool it's not really like a reason for me to buy a console though and uh yeah the fact that god of war is now they're saying coming to playstation 4 as well there's just not as many like enticing things right now where i'm like i need the next like edition or the next uh, generation of console to play it so we'll Mm -hmm. see i'm sure that'll change as the year goes on and we get into next year i'm almost positive we're gonna start to get like E3 is coming up next week, but from the time of recording this, and so a lot of the announcements I'm sure will be exclusives. But as long as the the console is supply constrained, you're going to continue to get these like PS4 and PS5 versions because they're not just going to kneecap 100 million plus users of, from being able to buy the game. It's like a stupid economic decision. So you're going to keep getting these split releases. Um, yeah, interesting though. I'm I'm excited for you. Uh, that's awesome. I I uh, I'm excited to hear more about it as you continue to tinker with the system. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think that kind of does it. I don't really have anything else necessarily to bring up for the show. I think it was a nice meaty episode for all the folks out there. Had a reveal, a surprise reveal for all of us, right? Look at that. Right. Um so before we close it out, why don't we uh give give everyone a chance to sort of pimp their socials where people can find you at and I would like to say once again a, a huge thank you to all of the listeners and to the Patreon supporters out there. You know, if you could please uh leave a like on whatever platform you're listening on and uh thank you very much. All right, where can people find you at? Find me on the PS5, not sure 13. Let's go. <laughs> uh maybe I'll start streaming some uh some PS5 ps5 games we'll see that'd be cool on uh twitch at uh narshire 13 and you know maybe i'll do uh some raps for the ps5 not sure yet don't want to get ahead of myself but uh my my youtube has some some guides on it and some raps already so that's narshire 13 if you want to check those out and my instagram has been popping lately uh not popping but the <laughs> uh <laughs> uh what you call it fall guys is uh it's a good one catch me on instagram and uh 13 1d on all those let's go gerald where can people find you at uh you can find me on twitch at the tall small guy uh my schedule's changed so i'm thinking of streaming again uh so catch me when i stream it'll be a surprise game whatever i play decide <laughs> to play there you go very nice. And uh, you can find me as well on Twitch, twitch.tv slash CKPresent. I just did a sort of tester stream yesterday to see if like my audio stuff would work and was really trying to see if like my computer could handle streaming and playing this, the game at the same time. Turns out mm-hmm. that it totally can with no issues. And uh, yeah, so it's not going to necessarily be PlayStation content because I don't have a capture card right now, but I'm going to be playing some League of Legends and some Halo on there. And I'll figure out the schedule as we go on, but come check it out. All right. Thank you, everyone, very much for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed episode 34 of the Trophy Talk podcast, and we will catch you next time. Happy gaming. Goodbye. Goodbye.